Pro Wrestling Powerhouse Radio presents Live from Sydney, Australia Wrestling's Road Break Nothing but the pro wrestling interviews you want to hear Here is your host, Joel the Man O'Brien Hello wrestling fans and welcome to the biggest edition of wrestling's rope break there has ever been. I am Joel the Man O'Brien, co-editor of ProWrestlingPowerhouse.com, coming to you like I always do from the land down under Sydney, Australia. Now when I say this is the biggest show in the history of wrestling's rope break, I sure as hell ain't lying. It's not every single day that you get a former AWA, WCW, and WWE Superstar, and a former three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion come onto the show, but that's what I've got for you girls and guys tonight. Yes, Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, the man himself is only minutes away here on Wrestling's Rope Break. I had the absolute privilege of sitting down with his bona fide pro wrestling legend last week, and pretty much talked everything you wanted to know about Page and more, like ranging from his early days in WCW and his favorite matches from that time, to his uninspiring run in WWE, and what he currently thinks of the current WWE product. Uh, it's a fascinating insight into, into the mind of DDP, and it's safe to say, this is, is, a, is a show you sur- surely don't want to miss. So thank you very much for being here. Uh, but bef- before we start, I want to give out a huge uh, thank you to Alfonso Marion from uh, Main Event Madness Radio for going above and beyond to uh, ensure I got this incredible interview with Dallas. Uh, This guy uh, got in touch with me many, many months ago, uh, out of the blue, after reading some of my articles, uh, and uh, just decided that I was worthy of uh, his attention, and and before I knew it, he was trying to line me up with uh, Diamond Dallas Page. It, like, he, he didn't even have to do that. He he, he went above and beyond, like I said. And uh, he didn't even know me from a bar of soap. So I thank you so much, uh, Alfonso, for uh, helping me out. Wherever you are, thank you so much for this. It means the world to me. Uh, and speaking of Mr. Marion, do head over and check out uh, maineventmadness.com for information on his awesome radio show, uh, which covers not only pro wrestling, but NFL as well, which is quite the feat for a weekly show, I have to say. Uh, as a teaser for things to come, though, I'll just say this. This isn't the last time you're going to hear from uh, uh, hear about Alfonso Marion and Main Event Madness Radio here on a stroke break. What the hell do I actually mean? Well, follow me on Twitter at Wrestling R Break, Wrestling, uh, capital W, capital R, capital B. And stay tuned to uh, Wrestling Rope Break for more information on what the hell I'm actually talking about. Anyways, enough glad-handing, mystery, and, and, and intrigue. You're here for Kick-Ass Pro Wrestling Radio, uh, so let's give it to you. Let's give you Diamond Dallas Page. It's just up at 3.30 in the morning here in Sydney, Australia. It's pitch black outside, it's stinking hot, but any time is a great time to talk to the man, the myth, Mr. DDP Yoga himself, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, Diamond Dallas Page. Page, thank you so much for coming on to Wrestling's Rope Break. This is truly an absolute honor. 
Thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm glad, happy to have you here, man. Um, let's just get jump straight into things and start talking about DDP yoga, and then maybe eat into some wrestling questions later on because, like, you know, DDP yoga is like your ever-growing baby right now. You know, you've got a performance center in the works and uh, many success stories already, like, you know, archived. And but for the listeners at home that only know DDP yoga, thanks to seeing you induct uh, Jake St. Roberts uh, at this year's uh, Hall of Fame. I have to ask, like, how and when did this fitness phenomenon, like, come about? Well, it, you know, we have to understand something, that the first 42 years of my life, I'm a guy who would not be caught dead doing yoga, you know, but I didn't start wrestling until I was 35, and as in 35 years old, my career didn't take off until I was 40 years old. That was in 1996. You know, the beginning of the heyday of the uh, Monday Night Wars, which are featured right now on uh, the WWE Network. That is uh, correct. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 96 wrestling, you know, just took over cable television in our country. And uh, out of the top 10 shows, we always had four. Sometimes we had the top three shows. You know, that's right. All cable. That's how strong the, uh, the ratings were was back then. And, um, you know, my career took off insanely in 96, 1997, 98. Uh, and then I blew my back out. I mean, I was on top of the world. I was in one main event after another. I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. And then they told me my career was over. And I'm talking about the top back specialists in the world. And, um, you know, you know, it was a little disheartening. Um, you know, it was, um, obviously, um, you know, what I call emotional gravity, pulling myself down, um, you know, because you, know, you get down on yourself and things start to happen. And I had yeah. to turn it around uh, because um, I knew that if I, you know, protect myself, pulling myself down, I was never going to turn it around. And around that time, I was still married to Kimberly, and she was like, you, know, you should try yoga to heal your body. And I was like, yoga? I ain't doing yoga. You know, and then <laughs> after, after a while of her, you know, you know busting my chops, I finally decided, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I was so glad I did because, um, you know, within three weeks, I felt a significant difference in my strength and flexibility. So mm-hmm. what I did was I started at night, I started to mix it with the uh, old school um, push-ups, crunches, squats, you know, old school calisthenics. I started to mix it with rehabilitation techniques. And then I threw something called dynamic resistance. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Um, bottom line is, is that uh, you know I, I put re I put yoga with rehab with old school calisthenics with dynamic resistance, and in less than three months, I was back in the ring. At forty two, those top back specialists in the world told mm-hmm. me my career's over. At forty three, I was a heavyweight champ of the world. So, as you can imagine, I'm going to keep doing that. And I made it a part of my lifestyle. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people start a workout or start a diet, and, you know, they just do it as a temporary thing. And they wonder why they feel like shit later, or they feel like, you know, they gain a lot of weight. You know, well, if you keep doing what you're doing, and you found something that works, your body will just get healthier and stronger. Sure. And, you know, I just made it part of my lifestyle. And uh, I still lifted weights back then to keep my mass. 
uh, about 250, 255 back then. And I wanted to hold on to that. But as soon as I was done wrestling, I wanted to yep. lose that. I didn't want anything to do with holding that much weight. And, uh, you know, I started to get leaner. And, uh, you know, my body just kept getting stronger and stronger. And now I'm 58 years young. And I just, <laughs> the other day, did I did 59 and a half superhero push-ups. Do you know what a superhero push-up is? Yes, I do. Oh, that's a pretty goddamn impressive. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't do I'd be surprised if you could do five. Well, like Cody, I had Cody Hall. I had Cody Hall over here, Scott's kid, the other day. He watched me do these 59 superhero push-ups. He's 23. He's 6'8", 265. He's a stud. He got down on the ground. He did five and had to quit. Yeah, I can do like 59. Yeah, you gotta, you got to try and get back into these things. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, you, let, you stretch your arms. People don't know what they are. You lie in your stomach. You stretch your arms straight out in front of you. Just straight. You pick your hands up the ground, your feet up the ground. Then you bring your palms to the ground. Just your palms, not your forearms, your palms, and your toes. Pick your body up off the ground eight inches. It's uh you know, it's a whole other level of core strength. And that's what I did the other day. I just set myself a record, you know, and I probably won't do it again after that because I don't, you know, I don't need to do any more than that. So, this is insane. Like you, you don't need to do any kind of other training like for the rest of the day after doing something like that for the sounds, for the sounds of things. So just period. Just period. <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, now, now you know. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, um, if there's any evidence out there that the DDP is killing it right now, it's the fact that you're in the process of building your first ever DDP yoga performance center. Now, obviously, if you want a visual sneak peek of what's in store, you've got a, a great video, a little short little video up there on, on your on your YouTube channel for some more information. But while I've got you here, what are you trying to achieve with this project that can't be really found anywhere else from like something that that could be similar? Well, there's nothing really similar to it because what, what we're doing is we're, it's our corporate office. Okay. Uh, we will have all our edit base because we, you know, we do a lot of editing for movies. We just finished the movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. And okay. I have a meeting with the, I have a meeting with the WWE network, uh, tomorrow, um, to talk about it because I sent it up to them to see. And okay. we have another movie called we had another movie called It Inspired the Movie, and we did one on my, my, my fiance Brenda, who has breast cancer, and we take you through the journey of you know using uh, alternative medicine as opposed to the conventional chemo that you know that they use in our country. And you know, wow. chemo is a six hundred six hundred billion dollar business. They're mm-hmm. never going to cure cancer in my country. It makes too much money. So they're never going to cure it. So we went out of the country to to look for things that would help heal her, and uh, it's a really good story. So again, these are movies that we're filming with my wow. company. You know, DDP, DDP Yoga is more of a production company uh, yeah. and and fitness company combined. So what we'll have is uh, you know all our administration offices there, the editing offices, and then in the main area where we will do the workouts. It's 2,300 square foot. Um, three sound stages. We'll have the, the, uh, the workout sound stage, which will be like uh, it's very 
um, industrial looking, a lot of brick and steel and, uh, you know, that kind of energy. Uh, there will also be a kitchen that we'll, uh, we'll be filming our cooking shows in. Yep. And uh, there's also a green site, which means one of those green screens that, that end to end is probably 30 feet or more and 18 feet high and 18 feet deep where we can do a lot of our fun videos. And yep. right now we're, uh, we, we're out, we're filming, we just filmed it all day yesterday and into the night. Our, um, our, um, what is it called? Uh, the Black Friday sale. And yep. you know, the, the Friday before Thanksgiving, or Friday after Thanksgiving in my country, you know, is all about Black Friday and, you know, big sales are on. So mm-hmm. we will be putting up, you know, our, uh, our big, our, our video that will show and talk about our sales. And, uh, yep. uh it's going to be, it's pretty funny. Last year's, we'll put that one out there again and, uh, and this one, and uh, we, you know, we had some fun with it. So let's, let's get the word out. We say, like I said, we film a lot of stuff. And yeah. next year, when we have our huge green screen to be in front of, I tell you, imagine the ideas my guys are going to come up with. That's but, right. But the performance center is all about is not just doing like getting people to come and work out with me. Mm. It's also going to be getting to work out with me on the internet because yeah. what we're building is an app um, that has some more functionality than any app out there. Do you guys, um, you guys have Netflix in your country? We've got, we've got something similar uh, that's emerging, but no, nothing as big as Netflix, but we still kind of get Netflix over here as well. So the, the thing is that with Netflix, there's a million different movies and they have your favorites and that's right. you, know, scale, you can schedule and you know, get you know, series and stuff. We're going to create, it's sort of like Netflix meets the app. It's like the Netflix of fitness. So mm-hmm. we're building apps for your iPhone, your iPad, your droid, your uh, pamphlet, and the computer. And wow. all of those will be geared to go right to the TV. <clears throat> if you've got, if you've got, um, if you've got Apple TV or Google TV or something yeah. like that, you can take your, your signal and go right from your computer right to your TV. You know, and I'm just looking at the future because, you know, I watched, you know, music go from, you know, uh, a 45 in a, you know, in a, in a vinyl album mm-hmm. to an 8-track to a cassette to a, uh, a CD to an MP3 to your phone. Now yeah. all your music's on your phone or on your computer. Well, that's the way DVDs are going to be. But no one is really gearing towards that yet now. They're doing some of it. Some of the newer companies are, are getting, are putting it out there, but none of their workouts will have the energy of being live. Like my sure. workouts yeah. will go off live. And where I might do it at, you know, six o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, you know, that could be like not 12 in the afternoon and goodbye. Yeah, you know, exactly. So wherever it goes, can I get people to buy my program from all over? So last night, I mentioned Dubai because two different people bought uh, DDP Yoga. I got one other person from Russia, another person, uh, five people from the UK, two from Australia, one from New Zealand, you know, hundreds from the States. You know, so it's just starting to get the word out there. There's an article coming out this weekend uh, in the uh, the UK Times. It's two big pages. So, uh, 
and that's they researched me. You know, I, I didn't reach out to them. They came to me because they've seen the amazing results we've got with DDP yoga. You know, the disabled veteran Arthur Dorman on my site alone has got 11 million hits. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, that, that it's, it's spreading, it's, it's taking off, and, and and so it should. This, as I said, there's so many success stories. Uh, Chris Jericho being one of them, of course. Jake the Stink Roberts and uh, Scott Hall going on their road of uh, rehabilitation. Uh, speaking of people reaching out to you, um, obviously, you know, it's it's proven. It's a pre- uh, DDP Yoga's got a, tr- a proven track record. Has WWE reached out to you in regards to their performance center in Orlando and maybe incorporating some of their stuff into um, into uh, pr- programs, uh, training programs down in Orlando? Well, uh, Triple H and I go way back. So, uh, you know, he had me go down to the Performance Center uh, last year. I'm sure he's going to have me go back. You know, he just knows I'd be crazy busy right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, getting the performance center here for myself. Uh, but, yeah, a lot, you know, over 40, I've got a minimum of 40 uh, programs out there to, to different talent. You know, Gold Dust. I mean, you see Gold Dust out there moving Incredible. around with his brother like, like he's, you know, you know, like he's in his twenties, thirties, and he's forty-six. It's incredible. You know? he's, he's moving like 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 Cody, like almost <laughs> keeping up with his brother. Right. And, and, and there's there's a eighteen-year difference there. You know, and uh, um, you know, uh, Dustin isn't moving like that without DDP Yoga. Ryback, you know, he, he, he helped Ryback come back. Yeah. You know, um, God, there's so many of the guys that are doing it. Jack Ryder, uh, um, Damien Sandow, uh, and the is a part of the guys doing it. It helps your bodies. Now we're getting into the MMA, helping you know fighters there, and uh, eventually it'll be everywhere. But it's really for the regular guy and gal, you know, the, the regular mm-hmm. person that they've got a nine to five job, you know. And, and I never developed this GDP uh, yoga for weight loss. I developed it to help people with their back pain, knee pain, hip pain, uh, just pinned up warriors that were athletes. You know, that's what I developed it for. The whole, you know, amazing weight loss part of it, which, you know, it was an accident. You know, I didn't mean it to happen. You know, GDP Younger's weight loss program is more of a side effect and a positive one, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like it's it's just it's just incredible where it's taken off, and it's so good to see, like you know, people like as you said, like Goldust in the twilight of his career, like having some of the best matches and 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 just having a great time physically in the ring, much better than he's ever had. So, um, let's go straight into some in, into some wrestling questions. On now, just talking about a little bit about your early career. I look at your early career, and it's almost like similar to that of like Bobby the Brain Hinn in regards to like you had a few wrestling stints very early in the AWA, but there were pretty much overshadowed by like, a predominant manager announcing career. My, my, my question is, was becoming an active participant always on the card for you, like, like in the ring, or was there a time way back when where you're like, you know what, I'm actually just fine being a manager and announcer? Because obviously, as you said, your career started in ring very, very late. Well, I um, tried wrestling when I was 22. It mm-hmm. didn't work out for me. You know, some things, you know, you want it to happen so bad, but it doesn't. But it happens later when it's supposed to. Yeah. So that's why you always got to be following your dreams. Um, coming in as a manager and a color commentator, I mainly did that because I was 31, almost 32 at the time, and I thought I was too old to be, you know, a wrestler. And yeah. the only reason I, I actually went for it 
was because uh, when I got to WCW and um, they had me imagine the Freebirds, and then I created, you know, I started imagining Scott Hall. I created this whole gimmick, you know, which later would become Razor Ramon. That's right. Uh, yeah. But that all, start, that all started as a diamond stud. And, um, <laughs> you know, after five months in as a manager, they wouldn't let me manage guys anymore because my, my, you know, my charisma and my personality was too over the top and was taking the attention away from the wrestler. So, all right. uh, you know, I, I had seven months left on my contract and I figured the hell with this. I'm going to go down the power plant and learn how to wrestle. And I mean, people fell down laughing. Michael mm-hmm. P.S.A. is literally, I was getting ready to walk up to the ring in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yep. And when I told him, he started laughing so hard, he belly laughing. He fell down on his back laughing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but I also, that was in 1991. I also got a phone call from him in 1996 after yep. Sting and I had just had a, a match on Nitro. And he called me up and he said, bro, I have never been so happy to eat crow in all my life. Yeah, you know, we should prove you wrong. But I just proved him wrong. I proved everybody wrong. Yeah. You know, and that was just the beginning of 96. Because 97 and 98 is where my career really went insane. Just so yeah. amazing. Yeah, oh, there's so many memories in regards to you know, your WCW championship reigns, uh, tagging with Carl Malone and Jay Leno. I mean, like in this day and age, you would never see someone at, at, at age 35 enter the WWE Performance Center or, or anything like that to become a wrestler. So, you know, the fact that you're able to do it back in a time where it's just completely unheard of is incredible. But uh, just uh, when WCW got bought out by WWE in 2001, it was obvious. It was an obvious adjustment for nearly everyone involved who who ended up in WWE. In your case, uh, it seemed as though you were completely thrown in the proverbial deep end in regards to your first program with the Undertaker. Uh, just can you talk us through what it was like to collaborate with that long-standing locker room leader of the WWE, and and pretty much within <laughs> the first yeah within the first months of uh, joining up with Vincent Mann? Well, it really wasn't that good time, obviously, for me, because they write the storylines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it, it, I'll just say it like this. They had a point to prove that WWE or WWF at the time was superior to WCW, and that's the storyline they wrote. So mm-hmm. I had to do what, what had to be done in that scenario, and, uh, you know, it's obviously not my favorite time of wrestling. You know, but I did come back after I tore my meniscus at the end of that angle um, mm-hmm. and did, did have a nice little, you know, mid-card run with uh, Christian. And then after WrestleMania, you know, getting to work at WrestleMania, which was, you know, was pretty amazing um, and all, all to itself. Um, and, uh, and actually getting a win. So I sort of had, see, Undertaker's been beaten. I've never been beaten at WrestleMania. Exactly right, yeah. Up. <laughs> I was about to say. You know, you know, he made a streak, but you know, he's got a loss on there, I know. When, when, uh, next, next time you're in WWE, but, just when you run past him, maybe just uh, you know, point that out next time. At the right time, of course. <laughs> well, you actually, actually, me and Mark are our buddies you know, today. If, right. if, we, if, we, if we'd have worked that angle today, it would have been money. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, but there was, there was a lot of tension coming coming in there, but I never really didn't figure, I didn't really know. You know, but then again, when you look back, that's how Vince, you know, rallied the troops. 
you know, yeah. the, the evil Eric Bischoff to try to put them out of business. Mm. And pretty much Eric really, you know, he probably wanted to put them out of business. He just wanted to win the war, yeah. you know. And uh, and that and Bischoff doesn't know any other way but trying to knock you out. Yeah. So, uh, well, um, I, their their attitude era was so edgy at that time. I mean, some of the stuff that they were doing, it just was like, whoa, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, it all worked out the way you know, it was supposed to. Like, like how I look at my WWE run, I'm getting it now. You know, I'm getting it right this minute because, you know, when we did Raw, uh, back to old school Raw, and they mm-hmm. let me come on and do a mini, you know, infomercial in the back locker room with Booker T. I do remember and, that. It's 2011. Uh, and, Rob, and Ron Simmons. That paid me back for more than, you know, than I could ever ask him to do. And then that Jake Roberts show up on the same night, oh, and yeah. no one saw it coming. No one knew he was in the building. And then for me to induct Jake at the Hall of Fame, I mean, on my birthday, you couldn't, I'd rather have the running game today. And never mind the network, the WWE network. They yeah. are playing Nitro right now. Every, I think it's every Tuesday they play the uh, next live. That's Nitro. right. Right now, I'm in the middle of my queue with Randy Savage. Yeah, and a new audience. Is, network. Yeah, and a new audience is seeing it as well for the first time, which is incredible. Now, it was the few of the year in 97. So for the next two years, three, really two and a half years, I'll be all over that station and be on top. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. to me, everything happens for a reason, man. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah we definitely can't argue with that. Uh, speaking of Vince, everyone usually has a Vince McMahon story somewhere hidden or, hidden away. Um, but most of them, it kind of blends in the good and bad of, of the man. And, in your words, can you tell us about your relationship with him back then? And do you ever, do you think he ever had a firm they grasp uh, on like what the DDP character was all about? No, and, and really didn't care. Which is, you know, is very into the characters that he creates. You know, yeah. and I created myself, and you know they wanted to change that, which didn't work. You know, in retrospect, I would have done things differently, but that's you know the. Uh, um, the lessons that you learn through business. You know? and, uh, it was the, the best thing that ever happened to me was the worst thing that happened to me in WWE. What I mean by that is I didn't walk away from the table, and that's what I should have done. I said, this is a great idea, but not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the positive side is I've done that ever since that day. I, if I don't feel comfortable with a deal, I don't do it. You know. And uh, Are you familiar with the show Shark Tank? Yes, I, yeah, but we've got a version of it here in, in Australia, actually. Well, we, um, we, you know, I was on that show uh, this year in February, and it took us two years to get on that show. Mm-hmm. And it took five separate interviews, phone interviews, Skype interviews, um, video, uh, putting our pitch together. It took mm-hmm. us, you know, a good six months before we were picked to be on the show. And uh, right when it got down to the last five, you know, the last contract, 27-page contract, mm-hmm. when it got to the end of it, um, I didn't like how they wanted to control us. And they wanted to uh, you know, tell us what we could do. We had to check everything through them to be able to do any kind of promotional stuff, you know, whether it's online, TV, whatever. And there's no way we're going to do that. 
I was like, I, I said to my uh, business partner, Steve Yu, I said, uh, Steve, uh, tell him we, we love the show. We appreciate the opportunity, but we're going to pass. So yep. we just worked two years to get there. Oh, and he, Steve was like, you really are going to pass? I go, I'm never letting anyone tell me what I can or can't do ever again. I'll listen to people's suggestions, but I'm never going to do anything but my own feelings that I've got, that, you know, my gut feelings tell me to do. And so I left to go do a personal appearance. And by the time I rolled into that town, which was about 90 minutes, Steve yeah. had called me and said, they've got the executive producer on the line. He wants to fix this. And I got on the phone with him, and basically it took three contracts before I signed one because I'm not going to let anybody control me. And that's what I learned when I would enter that day to talk events. You got to get up and walk away from the table if you're not really comfortable with the deal. So yeah. it was the most valuable lesson that I had never really learned before that minute. So, you know, I can't thank this enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's a he's definitely one of a kind kind of character, and and, and teaching you kind of life lessons like that. Um, you've had this tremendous career that's spanned every meaning, well, pretty much every meaningful era in the last like twenty five years. And through that time, I'm guessing you can't help but develop a particular vision of how you think pro wrestling should be. So my question to to you, Paige, is considering what what you've accomplished, where you've performed, and who you've had the privilege of working with. Do you find yourself yearning for the glory days of kayfabe territory system uh, when considering today's version of pro wrestling? Or are you kind of like a glass half full when it comes to what WWE and, say, maybe even TNA are producing? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's constantly reinvents itself, the business as a whole. So for me, you know, I, I don't find – I'm out of it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm still a part of the business when it comes to helping young guys. Mm-hmm. As far as their, uh, you know, whether it's their character or whether it has to do with, uh, you know, doing appearances or helping them, you know, with their uh, their limitations as far as what you know, what they do, in the, you know, as far as their body gets concerned. But mm-hmm. off that, I don't, I don't really pay attention to the, you know, to the, to the show or the drama that goes around it. I, I'm, I'm a casual viewer. You know, um, I love the Bray Wyatt character and. Uh, and Randy Orton's always been my, one of my favorite guys to watch. Well, he's, yeah. he's yeah. using your finisher. So. <laughs> well, you know, to me, I couldn't, I couldn't be any here happier that he's using my finisher. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, bottom, bottom line is, there's a lot of people, when he gets to go at RKO out of nowhere, they can down and down stage. Well, absolutely. So, and, and, it's one, and it's one of those finishers as well. Like, you know, you always should have a finisher in your arsenal that you can hit out of nowhere. That's such a... Dr- a dramatic tone to your match as well. Yeah, and, and that's what got that's what got Diamond Dallas Page and you know, the Diamond Cutter over. Yeah, definitely. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, so I've got uh, five very quick questions just to finish up with. Um, just quick answers. Just tell me what you, the first thing that comes to your head. Favorite three matches of all time? So when I beat Savage at Spring yep. Stampede is not a question. You know, right there at the top with when I was, uh, when I won the world title in the match with Sting and Flair and Hogan. You know, both of those were amazing. And after that, I, I sort of have two favorites, uh, which would, one would be, uh, um, 
the Nitro match where I dropped the world title of Sting. Yep. And that's featured on the very best of Nitro 1. And the, that you hosted. Um, when, I, when I faced, yeah, and when I faced Goldberg at, um, at Halloween Havoc for the world title. Both of those matches were you know, awesome, and the people were glued to their seats. Didn't matter who won or lost; it was you know, getting the people in the palm of your hand. That Goldberg match is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, second question: uh, most overrated. Uh, well, I don't know if you can actually say this, but you're more than welcome to kind of fill it in if you can. Who do you think is the most overrated current star? I don't know. <laughs> nah, don't really pay attention enough to that. And, yep. No, you know, no drama. Guys who are overrated, you know, or, you know, I'll talk about people like underrated. <laughs> I'll that was my next question. <laughs> who, who do you think well, the most underrated kind? Um, you know, again, I, I don't really watch enough to really say, like, that guy deserves a big push, but I thought what they were doing with uh, Zach Ryder at one time was really, really hot, and then they sort of, like, killed it off. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that that kid still had all the talent. He yeah, and, he, um, he's great. He, I mean, he's, he's good looking. He's six, you know, he's six three, six four, got a great body. He can talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, well, to me, it's like, why aren't you using that guy? But you know, they've got their reasons for what they do. Of course, as always, yeah, exactly right. He's still hanging in there, so you never know what, what could happen for him next year coming up to WrestleMania. Uh, is there anything you'd like to see in the next six months of pro wrestling? I'd like to see them go back to letting them talk on their own. A lot of, and I don't think that'll ever happen. You know, a lot of the things are you know completely scripted now. You know, from you know what they you know, they, they have to get the hardest thing these poor guys got to do. They got to learn, you know, a paragraph or two or three of lines, yeah. like literally hours before they go out there. I mean, for for an for an actor to get lines like. You know, like a monologue type thing, mm-hmm. which is really like an interview. It's a monologue. I mean, they get days ahead of time, what they're going to say. So I would love to see guys start to create their own stuff like we had to. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's when your real personality starts to, you know, your work ethic too. You know, like your real personality will start to really come out. And, uh, you know, a lot of things that I said back in those days. Were, were were coming directly from me, like at pretty much everything, you know, from the catchphrases to everything. You know, mm-hmm. you would come up with your own stuff. So I think that that would help some guys really get over. I yeah. do like that you're, you're seeing if you're seeing not just you know big you know muscular bodies anymore. You know, the Ray Wyatt family, you know, to continue yeah. with that. You know. Um, but, you know, I would like to see more of that. I'd like to see more of there's something for everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I think it's very hard for a, a pro wrestler that's just coming up to kind of read an audience when they've got a paragraph of information that someone else has written for them. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely kind of hopping back to the old school thought. And lastly, last question. Can you describe John, John Cena in one word? I think he's awesome. You know, a lot of people, you know, bust his chops, but the guy's been carrying that company on his shoulders for over 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, there, there's a guy I think is underrated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> by the people who don't like, to the people who don't like him. You know, and, there, and there's a huge amount of, you know, 
a huge amount of people out there that don't like him, but there's a huge, bigger amount that love him. Exactly. So, you know, I think the guy goes out there and, and he busts his ass in the ring. You never see him phoned in, ever. Never. So, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and that's just on his work, ring work. His charity work that he does is uh, second to none. You know, and people, how people can't pull that into, uh, you know, into <laughs> the whole skew is beyond me because who you are outside the ring is what really matters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Cena, Cena is legendary, you know, literally legendary in that world of helping other people, kids. I mean, it's not it's not just stuff you see on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, times and times a thousand what you see on TV because all the other stuff he does on his own. So uh, he knows what kind of an impact he's made for people, you know, with adversity and stuff. So. To me, I'd say that uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and he works hard. So that's all you got to be in my book. Yeah, can't argue with that. Absolutely. Uh, well, once again, thanks so much, DDP, for coming on to Wrestling's Rope Break. It was a complete thrill having a former WCW World Champion on the show. Love talking the business as well as your uh, DDP yoga. And would love, love, love for you to come back sometime if you could. Uh, for those who want to try out your fitness program for the first time, how can they go about it? Well, you know, I always say, don't listen to anything I've ever said about my own product. Just go to Twitter. You know, go to at Regal DDP or at DDP Yoga or go to Facebook, one word, DDPYOGA on Facebook and read what people write because you can't make people write that stuff. You know, it's sort of like the people who really get the really big chance, like for me, of course, it was DDP, people chatting. You can't make people do that. They do that because they're moved by what you're doing, you know, and that's the same thing that's happening with DDP Yoga. Like I say, you go to Facebook, or DDP Yoga, not just DDP Yoga on Facebook, and read what people write, and after you do that, go to DDPYoga.com and invest in yourself, because, you know, what I do, you know, it's not just DVDs, it's also program guides that teach you, you know, how to keep yourself motivated and, and keep driven and moving forward to get your goals. Uh, it's also all about how to eat, how to eat real food. You know, and then I have, a, I have an online site called TeamDDPYoga.com. And there, you're invited to that, and it's the best damn support system on the planet. Along with, I give you MP3s, an inspirational audio book that talks about uh, how to own your life. And when it comes to uh, living life at 90%, there's a video on that that shows you how to do it. Like Scott Hall would say to me constantly for years, you know, how do you stay so effing positive? <laughs> and I would look at him and I would say the same thing every time. I work at it. It yeah. just doesn't happen. you got to work at things to make them happen. Bro, great talking to you. And yeah. uh, it's been your pleasure. Yeah, as always. Thank you, thanks very much, Paige. Really do appreciate you taking the time, and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. Thanks, thanks so so much to DDP for taking the time out of his incredibly busy schedule uh, to sit down with me last week. In terms of retired pro wrestlers, Paige might be one of the busiest of them all with his current performance center being built and DDP Yoga continuing to grow. So. 
I completely and utterly appreciate him for going beyond the, uh, the allotted time schedule that we had and, and being so candid in the process. You know, this is an interview I won't soon forget. So thank you so much, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, I hope you're listening, and I really do hope you enjoyed the show. Well, thank you, all, all you guys for and girls, for tuning into the, the show this week. I hope you enjoyed it more than anything else. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at uh, Wrestling R Break, capital W, capital R, capital B, for updates on upcoming shows and guests, uh, as well as a means by which you can talk to me directly about this show and wrestling in general. Just remember, I always want to hear from you, regardless of good feedback, bad feedback, so don't be shy. Wrestling R Break, capital W, capital R, capital B, is the direct way of reaching me on Twitter. Uh, but most importantly... Subscribe to us on iTunes by typing in PWP Radio Network on your iTunes search bar uh, to ensure you stay up, up to date with all uh, wrestling rope break content. There you can re-listen to this interview, last week's show with uh, former TNA star Matt Morgan, last month's killer sit-down uh, interview with uh, Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez, and all the other major shows we have in store for you in the coming months. I'd love to divulge who's going to be up next, but I think I might keep it a secret. So follow me on Twitter for a bit of information. And uh, I've, more importantly, subscribe to us on iTunes. It's the best way to stay in touch with everything that's going to be coming up with Wrestling's Week That Was. Well, Wrestling's Week That Was. I mean, Wrestling's Rope Break. <laughs> but, but, but speaking of Wrestling's Week That Was, by subscribing to the PWP Network, you can also catch my weekly wrap-up show, which is called... Wrestling's week that was. <laughs> Every Saturday afternoon at 3pm, uh, myself and PWP co-editor Aaron Ramadamov uh, break down the last seven days in the world of pro wrestling for you. The common wrestling fan who doesn't have the time <laughs> to watch eight and nine hours of pro wrestling every single week. Leave it up to us, because we'll have everything covered, uh, every show, every piece of important news, uh, all the important podcasts, classic matches, and everything in between is covered and analysed within an hour and a half of great pro wrestling audio. Uh, like uh, Wrestling's Rope Break, follow us on Twitter for all the uh, all the information on upcoming shows uh, at Wrestling Art Break. And uh, yeah, that's all we have time for tonight. Thank you so much for listening, wherever you may be out there. And I'll catch you on the next Wrestling's Rope Break.